0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's program. Our special guest today is a certified financial planner from South Carolina, Sheila Chaplin. She is a friend of the show, and uh, she personally helps me with my tax strategy and planning and saving and all of the fun stuff around taxes. Uh, She is an expert in all of that and uh, really helps me make sure uh, that I am on uh, pace to pay what I need to pay on time and not to pay more than I have to pay because we have strategies to uh, be as smart as possible, um, but also to have the discipline to be setting aside the money in the good old tax savings account and uh, paying all those uh, taxes. And in addition to that, Sheila helps me with the broader financial plan of accumulating wealth and achieving uh, my financial goals and, and just the, you know, financial planning, all this money we're out uh, serving our customers with and making money, um, that there's a plan for each penny, that uh, we're tracking it, we know where it's going, and uh, we're putting it to good use uh, to build wealth. And so anyway, Sheila's a huge blessing in my personal life, and, and I'm excited to have her uh, share more and more on the uh, podcast in the days ahead. And I know many of you are starting to work with her as well. And so um, that's awesome. Well, before we get into it today, uh, I want to say a quick thank you to our episode sponsor. That's our friends at Jobber. If you're looking for a CRM to help run your business, to uh, send out your invoices through, to get paid faster, to organize uh, your customer information and just have that professional interface and of, of communication with your customers, uh, you can take care of all of that all in one place with a CRM. Jobber is offering a free 14 day trial if you want to try them out. Uh, There's no strings attached. You don't even give them your card or anything like that. Uh, Last I checked, you just do the 14 days and uh, see how you like navigating the behind the scenes. And uh, then if you like it, you can go ahead and and sign up for one of their plans. And uh, you can do a monthly plan, you can do an annual plan um, for your payment, whatever floats your boat, and then uh, you're all set. So I've been using Jobber for years uh, to send out my invoices, my quotes, my job history, all of that is tracked in one spot, nice and organized. Just actually about 20 minutes ago, I had to go back and look at um, some work with a previous client and I'm just going back through Jobber and I'm just looking and, and uh, getting the information that I needed to get. So super convenient. Uh, getjobber.com forward slash Paul. All right. Well, we're going to tee this one up with Sheila. How this came to be is I talk with Megan and Joey, who are my bookkeepers, and I talk with Sheila. And as they're starting to work with many, many landscaping business owners and lawn care business owners, they're starting to see some um, mistakes. I don't know if that's the right word or or things that other small business owners in our niche just don't quite understand. And so if they're seeing uh, on that personal level, many people misunderstanding some of these topics, then they figured at large, you know, my audience, most people probably um, would like to have a little bit more knowledge on some of these uh, financial things. So um, from time to time, they're like, hey, Paul, I think you should make sure your audience understands this better or that better. And so I was like, you know what? <laughs> Why don't you get on here? You you share it rather <laughs> than me being the middleman. And, and I'm not a certified financial planner, guys. And that's actually very difficult. My little brother, shout out to Robbie. He's the famous guy that made the half court shot at the Ohio State basketball game that said most people call me Robbie. but You can call me anytime. That's my little brother, by the way. Super famous um, viral video he had. But anyway, he's starting to be a CFP. Went to college at the Ohio State University, a good good, good business school there, the Fisher School of Business. And um, he's currently hitting the books real hard because he's got his test coming up for the, the old CFP. But um, all right, forgive me for rambling on. You don't want to hear me. You want to hear Sheila. So without further ado, here's Sheila Chaplin. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's program My personal uh, CFP, Certified Financial Planner, is here, Sheila Chaplin from Charleston, South Carolina. What's up, Sheila? Uh, I'm doing
2: great, Paul. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. Always good to talk to you. And I know uh, you kind of got your pulse on some things in the industry and wanted to kind of give everybody some tips. So welcome back to the program.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I always enjoy having a conversation with you, Paul. Yeah, well, you've been very helpful in my
0: business on a personal level, and I know there's a lot of other uh, small business owners out there that are just trying to dot their I's and cross their T's. So what's something that you've been noticing in the industry that kind of alarmed you a little bit?
2: Well, you know, as I've been uh, speaking with clients recently, um, it's come to my attention that a lot of you guys don't know that you owe business personal property taxes. And when I say, oh, that's kind of a misnomer, it's that you have to file your property taxes for as a business owner for property, not just income. Um, Not all states have this. Some some are fortunate to live in states that do not have it. Uh, But if you do. You can go for years with the money ever figuring it out, and then you're going to get this really weird, scary letter saying, hey, you owe us hundreds to thousands of dollars, depending on which county you live in um, and which state you live in. Um, it's usually pretty easy to clear up, but if you know about it beforehand, then most of the time... You can just uh, put that on your to-do list for an annual filing of this form and it's uh, easy to take care of.
0: So tell us again what is this? this is property tax for yeah.
2: business? So, so it's called and this and it sounds it's like a it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's business personal property tax.
0: And can you so, give us some examples? What is business personal property tax?
2: Yeah, so business personal property tax means that in addition to, like, let's say if you have a, a, a building somewhere that you're working out of, or you've got um, some real estate um, that is owned by your business, you're paying property tax on that. As a homeowner, you're paying property tax on your home. You know, those, those we're used to. Um, but we're often not used to, when we become business owners, to filing taxes for the property that we own as a business and what so for for you guys it's going to be your equipment it's going to be your trailers your mowers your computers even phones cell phones desk furniture think of anything that would not be attached to the ground
0: i got you what states need to pay attention to this so
2: i knew you were going to ask me this and i am going to I'm going to pull up a list here so that I can, and you know, understand that these things change sometimes. But these are the states that you can ignore this warning for now. Um, So if you live in Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Dakota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and South Dakota—you can just ignore this warning. Um, although the implications for this are um, are also applicable to just filing your your business taxes as well, because the bottom line is is if you keep a good record, if your bookkeeper um, is. If you have a bookkeeper, then you need to also be aware that they need this information um, to help you with depreciation. But your tax preparer, um, like I need it at the end of the year as well, to make sure that you have uh, listed all of your assets. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just... It's, it's good record keeping is the bottom line for all of this, but you need to keep track of when you buy and also when you sell equipment so that you can accurately report that information to your local authorities. Most states, these are state taxes, but most states have the your local uh, tax office, i.e., counties or, or cities are going to be the ones that are actually assessing these taxes. So the bills that you get are going to come from, in our area is from your county assessor. And so what, this is kind of the way the, the process works. You have a listing of your assets. You provide that listing on the form that's applicable for your county or your state. You send that information in and then they send you a bill back because they're using the, the millage rates for that county um, to assess or to determine what your actual tax is. It's not, it's, it's not scary. Most of the time it's a very small amount. <laughs> and in some cases, like for example, Florida um, is one of the states, if you have less than $25,000 worth of equipment, um, furniture, computers, anything that would be listed on this form, you are able to um, to send in the form. You have to file it, but you mm-hmm. send it in and you say, hey, I've got less than 25,000 and they go, okay, great, you're exempted. And you do not have to file that form or you do not have to pay any kind of taxes on your on your business personal property. So a lot of states have pretty big exemptions like that. So, But the problem comes when you don't file it. You don't file it and you just kind of are under the radar for a while. And then something pops up either in your state registration information um, or just the the county's practices and and how they're managing their database. You end up um, popping up on their radar and they send you one of those nasty little letters and you get all freaked out and you don't need to. Just file the form. It's usually annually.
0: And that's why I encourage people, Sheila, to hire professionals like you and, and, and Megan and Joey, my my bookkeepers, because mm-hmm. you guys keep an eye on all this stuff that I have <laughs> no idea. I, I can barely even pronounce business personal property tax.
2: <laughs> yeah. Y'all well, keep a pulse on this. Go ahead. No, it's, I, you know, it's so much to keep up with. And and I kind of laughed at, at um, you know, one of the one of the articles I read recently recently that was directed towards business owners, um, it was a blog post and it was it was like you need to be uh, intimately aware of the state and local taxes in your area. And I'm like, who has time for that? I mean, I, when you're running a business that has nothing to do with taxes, I happen to. I happen to read that kind of stuff all the time, but, I, but that's my business. But, you know, I, I don't know when you're supposed to be reading that, you know, it, at stoplights in between your, <laughs> you know, when are you supposed to be keeping up with all of that? Because that's it's a lot. It's a lot, though. Um, You know, it's a lot even for us, even when I you know, when I'm working with clients they're all over the place so you know i have to be i have to to learn where you are and what you're doing and what you know what applies to you along the way so um so i've learned a lot about you know west virginia's are are very strange um and uh florida's pretty easy as florida's tax laws usually are south carolina's pretty silly um but easy to file easy to keep up with. And I have not seen anyone get a tax bill back. So, uh, it's but like I said, that the, the letters that come out are, are alarming and, you know, they, they talk about liens and <laughs> we're seizing your property. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's, I mean, I'm laughing, but it's terrible and it's scary for, you know, for, if you're on the other end of that letter, um, I, I don't know who drafts these letters, but, um, but they can be very alarming to say the least. But I I do want to say that this same list. So, so the, so how, you know, the question then is like, well, how do I get out? You know, how do I prepare for this? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's keeping good records of your purchases for your business, making sure that you provide your tax professional and your bookkeeper With a good record at every time you purchase a piece of equipment or really anything for your business, any property that you're purchasing for that business, because then we're going to determine whether it really needs to go on this business personal property tax form if you need to file one um, or if it needs to be expensed on your tax return or if it needs to be depreciated on your tax return. So, you know, this list that you're going to have for your assets, that's going to have the purchase date, the purchase price, and a good description of what it is. Uh, it all needs to be um, a part of your just record keeping, your general record keeping. But th- it, there's multiple layers of, of uses for that besides just taxes cuz like you know it. if you're working with Megan and Joey they're going to help you understand what the life of that equipment might be and how much you should be saving and and how that affects your your cash flow or how it affects your balance sheet um, where I'm looking at it from a you know a depreciation and a, a tax perspective
0: totally what's it been like uh, I know I'm a mutual customer of Megan and Joey do my books they do a mm-hmm. phenomenal job You help with my tax planning and and overall financial picture and goals and and all of that. And so I'm a mutual customer of of you and them. Um, But from what I'm understanding, you and Megan and Joey are teaming up on a more intentional way. So have there been other folks in the lawn care landscaping business that have um, you don't have to give us their social security number and name, but keep them anonymous. But are, are you starting to work with more people in this industry now that time's going on?
2: Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, quite a few of them are, are, are fans of yours as well. Um, you know, so, so <laughs> they all want me to say hi, hi to Paul. So so we've got uh, Eduardo down in, in Florida, um, who's a fan. I think you've done some personal coaching with him as well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, I was speaking actually yesterday with, with Cody in, um, in Virginia or West Virginia, and I he said, "Paul will probably remember me best if you tell him that he was the one with the crazy kids at the Together and Trade show."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, you know I have to get him on the um, podcast. He was—I I saw him in Nashville, and um, he had all these little kids hanging around, <laughs> and his wife, and and uh, I, I got a beautiful connect. family. Oh, yeah. Very, very beautiful family. And he brought them all to the marriage conference. Uh, they were kind of sitting in the back of the corner. But these are just quality, quality people. And uh, I'm so thankful that they got they found, you know, Joey and Megan and you to get everything orderly and, and organized. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, and, you know, that there's, there's some some of the folks that I've talked to recently about the just wanting to know, hey, did you know that this was even a part of, of your responsibilities as a business center? Um, again, there's not really a handbook for it. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. it does differ. It differs all over the place. You know, the forms, the complexity of the forms, the, you know, it's like in South Carolina, it's super easy. You get online, you know, you create an account, you put in your information and it's done for the year. Some states, uh, you know, the West Virginia form is like Six pages long, you know, it's (laughs) it just depends on where you live um, and and who your county assessor is and how they handle it. So,
0: Totally. It was interesting, Sheila. I was uh, recently at our largest trade show in the industry. It's called the Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. We had over twenty five thousand attendees at the event and I had a little microphone and this footage will come out in the coming months, weeks and months. But I interviewed guys and I said, you know, What's some practical advice for guys just starting out? Tell us about your business, blah, blah, blah. And the answer that I kept hearing again and again and again and again was know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. It's like a, a, a broken record. It just continued guys from different cities, different states, different size businesses just kept saying, know your numbers. And so what's some practical advice, Sheila, you would give to somebody who's just starting out? Because I met so many guys that are in their first or second year as a small business owner. What would you say is important to get on top of um, financially, tax-wise, to, to get everything, the foundation, the right way, right from the beginning? So you don't have to make a mess like most of us that have to get cleaned up. But we actually do things the right way, right out of the gate. What's your advice?
2: I would say if you are intending on this being a profitable business, you have to be able to – you can't know your numbers if you're not recording your numbers. So at least at at bare minimum, get yourself, uh, you know, QuickBooks online or or one of the other um, accounting programs that's easy for you to manage. Um, I, I personally use QuickBooks online.
0: Um, Yeah. I know Megan and Joey like, uh, cause I use QuickBooks online as well. I know Megan and Joey like just working with QuickBooks online. So
2: yeah, it seems to be a
0: safe move.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and even if you don't have, uh, you know, a a, a Sheila, Megan and Joey team, (laughs) then then at least you've got somewhere that you're recording it. But even if you can't afford to have a a regular bookkeeper, there's there's, um, you know, some some will offer packages that will just help you set it up. They will just help you set up your, your QuickBooks. And then whenever you get to the point where you can, whether whether you need it or you can, or if it's a budget issue um, that you can afford it, I you know, have somebody help you with that chart of accounts. It's really important that you know when you're using QuickBooks because anybody can sign up for QuickBooks, <laughs> but knowing where to put those transactions and how that's actually going to affect the rest of your reports. Um, that's, you know, that's, uh, it takes a while to get used to. So at least have somebody help you set up that chart of accounts so that you can, can be well on your way uh, to, to having the, um, the reports come out and then be meaningful. So, starting off with, with getting yourself an accounting program. If you can't, if you can't manage that, then at least have a a good paper system or a good digital system for keeping all of your records. Because if you don't, I mean, I, unfortunately I have this with clients often, you know, they come to me, I'm, I'm starting off with them. Um, They've had Either they've done their taxes themselves before or they've had somebody else do them. There's a lot that goes into your tax returns and into your records that you can't just stop and erase and go forward. You know, you've got we've got to carry forward with what's been depreciated before on your return, whether you like the implications of that. Or not, <laughs> but there's some things that you just have to, to keep going with. So, you know, keeping a good record of, of what's going on, those returns that you're filing, um, and and preparing for for each year um, is is important. But I I really think try try to try to find a, a bookkeeper who can you can work with. That fits in your budget, because if you're serious about the business, you need to you need to make that investment. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough that I, when I'm talking interviewing potential clients, um, if you don't have a bookkeeper, you probably don't meet, need me yet. You need to spend your money with a bookkeeper <laughs> um, because it's it's tough keeping your own books.
0: Yeah, and and hiring a good bookkeeper. I know Megan mm-hmm. and Joey. I'm not sure if they're taking enrollments. Um, yeah. Now I think she said she had to take a little break. They just had you know their baby's one year old, and and yeah. got a lot a lot going on. But yeah. I'm I'm hearing other stories from other people that are using other bookkeepers that aren't happy, <laughs> and then they're kind they're they're coming to Megan and Joey like, hey, I I hired another bookkeeper and that didn't work out i need to hire you to clean up the mess at the other so just because somebody's a bookkeeper doesn't mean they're mm-hmm. any good so do your research and, and and make sure that they have quality reviews and a, you know a good history of, of of uh i like to say a heart of a teacher that they megan and joey teach me oh, yeah. how to read a profit and loss statement they teach me how to read my statement of cash flows they teach me how to understand my balance sheet and most importantly joey especially megan's pretty nice but joey can get kind of feisty with me but he he shows me paul you've got to make this much per month revenue like you you know and to have somebody else tell me here's what you got to make that lights a fire under my rear end sheila to get out there and and to to sell and and to you know get the work to to make sure i hit the revenue goals while obviously staying in in parameters with the expenses goals that they set up for me. So it's just nice having outside eyes look at my business and and give me suggestions of of what I should be trying to do revenue wise and, and what I need to kind of limit myself to expense wise.
1: Designed for landscaping professionals, the Z seven hundred series zero turn mowers from Kubota are the best in class in performance, productivity, comfort, and durability. You'll love the commercial grade engines, durable spindle assembly, and a low profile
0: with fourteen inch wheels. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid. No software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber.
1: Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS Trackit, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS Trackit with your company vehicles, you get a 24 7 view of your vehicles so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money saving, peace of mind, lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It.
2: Honestly, Megan and I had this conversation just recently that, you know, there's um, there's a natural flow between us. And it's nice when we do have joint clients and we can kind of work in the background to, to to help alleviate some of the problems. The burden of record keeping and bookkeeping and t- tax prep and such, but um, it it also it just works because where Megan and Joey are focused on helping you establish what those goals are for your cash flow, mm-hmm. and they can help with um, with helping you benchmark within your industry and they can help you understand what your KPIs are and how how you're going to get to the next level and based on your goals but also on your on your historical performance because a lot of times you know I, in my in my role I'm looking at historical data by the time you've brought your information to a tax preparer in the traditional world we're looking at stuff that happened <laughs> 12, 18 months ago. So it's hard for us to help you make business decisions. So whenever I converted my business into being more of a tax planning and and a financial planning operation that helps you beyond just tax prep, um, it was because I was seeing that people needed and wanted everything that Joey offered, but they needed, uh, or that Megan and Joey offered, But also wanted somebody to be able to help them navigate how that affected them on the personal side and Mm -hmm. how it affected their business in aspects beyond just the finances because there's a lot of goals that are, that you have whenever you start growing your business, maybe not in that first year or two, but when you start getting to the where, you know, like where you are and, and where some of your listeners are and you're like, well, I need to grow. And, or maybe, maybe I want to sell this business at some point, or maybe I want to retire. Um, you know, what, what does that look like for me and how do I get there? So a lot of, you know, where the bookkeeping ends and, and the, and the dreaming and the the planning starts is kind of Mm -hmm. where I usually pick up with the clients. You know, I mean, I, I enjoy the taxes. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's Mm -hmm. straightforward and that's kind of, I can just get in there and do, 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 but I, but I do enjoy the planning aspect too, because that's, that's the fun part.
0: Right. What are some common misconceptions, Sheila, that people have about tax planning, about financial planning so many young folk, not young in age, but young in business that are mm-hmm. first year, second year in this industry. What are those common misconceptions when it comes to what small business owners should know about tax planning, financial planning?
2: Well, I think, you know, some some of the aspects that I'm going, you know, that I would point out to you that wouldn't normally be a part of a, a tax prep, but is part of tax planning and financial planning is, um, you know, What are what are all of those uh, when you're a W-2 employee, especially if you've got like a a, a nice corporate job in in general, you're going to have some life insurance benefits. You're going to have health insurance benefits. You got a retirement plan. You've got paid time off. You've got all of these benefits associated with your job. And whenever you become your own boss, you are not very kind to yourself when it comes to replacing all of those benefits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe for me, it's not as important to have one of those benefits. Maybe for you, it's not as important to have all of those benefits, but in general, the conversation and the thought process and, and the um, the how do I do it needs needs that conversation needs to be had, you know, because what happens if you become disabled and you have gone 100 percent, you're all in in this business and maybe even your wife is 100 percent in this business and you become disabled. Is she going to be able to be you and her both in the relationship and at home and also you and her <laughs> at your business, you know, how, how's that going to work? Or, you know, you're going to have any income, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's some very basic ideas uh, mm-hmm. that I can, that I'm sharing right now, but I mean, just replacing your benefits mm-hmm. is one aspect of that people don't generally think about. And that's where I can kind of come in and, and provide that risk assessment. You know, what is your risk? How do you want to cover them? Do you want to cover them? Some people are just like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I've got other sources of income, or hey, I've got you know, I've got this. I, I don't need to to manage that risk. Um, and I think the other I, you ask about mis misconceptions, yeah, yeah, misconceptions about. It. I feel like the biggest one is that every time I tell somebody I can help them with financial planning, they're like, oh, well, I've got my retirement plan under control. <laughs> I'm like, it's not just your retirement that I'm worried about. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, retirement important, and it can be a, a great uh, tax deduction for some. Um, it can be a great way to uh, encourage your employees to stick around. It can. I mean, there's a lot of great things about retirement planning, but it's not the only aspect of of financial planning that that I work with. And I think that people need to really, um, be aware of, of all of the, the risk that are associated. It's risk management, I think is a big part of what I do with most of my clients. You know, it's, it's making sure that you're aware, just like, you know, the the risk that you're going to get a nasty letter from the, (laughs) from your county assessor about your, your business property taxes because some people don't realize that. Um, But and they also don't realize that if they do end up paying business personal property tax, that that's a tax deduction on their on their business income. So, you know, there's it's all intertwined and there's all of this, you know, crazy, wicked tax web that has been woven. (laughs) And uh, it takes it takes some some uh, understanding to be able to navigate it all.
0: Well, I know personally I'm deeply grateful, Sheila, um, for everything you've helped me to navigate and, and better understand. And I lost track. I think I'm 12, 13 years deep into being a small business owner. And truly this is the most um organized and, and focused and and you know, feeling like I'm I have a sense of control. And and a lot of that has been because of you and and of course Joey and Megan as well. Just helping me really start to understand all of this stuff that, uh, it used to be like a big old soup where it just all intimidating to me. And Mm -hmm. now it's starting to make sense. And I think the statistics, Sheila say like 80% of small businesses fail within the first five years. I think only, you know, 15 or 20% make it. You see a lot of small businesses and and the numbers and the truth, you know, the, my, my personal trainer says that, um, the kitchen doesn't lie. She's always, well, the kitchen doesn't lie. Paul, what did you eat yesterday? You know, the kitchen doesn't lie. Tell me the truth. Yeah. And um, she caught me. I've been eating these little chocolate uh, almonds and, and she, she, mm. she like knew it. So she, anyway, she called me out today, but anyway, <laughs> the numbers don't lie and, and you see the numbers. So what, what, what are some things that you're noticing about small business that you would say, uh, to be more clear is to look out for, you know, traps, so to speak, that that take out some businesses or cause a lot of unnecessary struggles in businesses.
2: Well, you know, I, I guess uh, having, having said all of what I've said earlier, but you know, just remember uh, if you, if you need legal advice on any of this, you need to talk to an attorney. I'm not a CPA or an attorney. So um, You're a certified financial planner. So I am you. a certified financial planner. So I'm going to take a more holistic view of all of this. So when I'm looking at um, at what's causing probably the most problems in the small business owner population that I've dealt with, it's not, not understanding that... <laughs> Your business expenses and, and, and artificially de- deflate or inflating expenses and, um, and, and keeping your income low is actually not a good thing for you. you. You know, you really need to your books are for you and understanding that as painful as becoming a, a, an employer um, and even if it's just you you're self-employed and paying that employer portion of your taxes for yourself, i.e. your self-employment tax, even though that's painful, deflating, you know, or artificially deflating your income or inflating your expenses. So you pay taxes is never a good way to go. That's probably, I mean, you know, I think most people want to do the right thing. Um, I feel like if you don't ask all the questions as a small business owner, and this is, I mean, I think most people want to do the right thing. And I'm, I don't think that's a Pollyanna statement. I think most people want to do the right thing. I think trusting too much in, in, People that are in my role, even, you know, I think a lot of the guys that I've talked to over, guys and gals that I've talked to over the last year in particular, they really just didn't understand. They didn't understand what was on their tax return. And I'm like, wow, uh, well, where did this come from? And we don't have records for this. And if you don't have records for it, then it's your responsibility as the business owner to understand that. So if we, as your, your, paid professionals are not answering those questions for you then dig in a little deeper push back a little and say where did this number come from why is this number here Mm -hmm. it's my job to explain all of that to you to explain why we would want to depreciate something all in one year or why we wouldn't or how that's going to affect your decision making uh choices later on whenever you go to sell that piece of equipment or you are you know, so there's there's just a lot that you can't know if you don't know. So don't don't feel like you can't answer the. You, I mean, you can't ask the questions. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. So I feel like maybe just pay it pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not your job to complete the tax return if you've hired someone else to do it. But hire someone and and become familiar and understand their way of, of operating so that you can have really good productive conversations and understand how your know your numbers Mm -hmm. is important, not just for your own knowledge, (laughs) but being able to, uh, to know how that applies to, to other responsibilities you have as a business owner. But I think the other part is, is not hiring professionals um, to help you is, is probably a downfall, not hiring uh, employees at the right time either, you know, waiting um, too long or hiring too early is, you know, if you, if you don't have the business out there yet, um, but you're right on that verge and you know that you can't handle doing the, uh, doing the work without without hiring then you need to hire and you might need to take a paycheck for that year and you need to be willing to have an honest conversation with yourself or with you know with a business coach uh, or with your planner um, and say hey I, I need to do this but I don't know if I can afford to and we sit there and we really crunch numbers and we look at it and go, well, if you're willing to, you know, do the beans and rice for <laughs> six months while you're building up your, your book, then then yeah, maybe we can. So, I mean, I know that you do a lot of business coaching too, Paul, so I'm not telling you anything new and I'm not telling your audience anything new probably, but know, know when to implement a larger team than just yourself as the decision maker. So good. Um, I mean, I have, a, I have, con, I have people that I consult with. I have, I understand the pain of, um, you know, of, of having uh, having desires that I can't quite afford yet, or maybe, you know, I, I want, 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 um, because I think everything's going to help me, but Bootstrap your business, but understand when you need help. Understand what you don't know.
0: Right. And I, I personally, Sheila, I, I have a coach once a week that I meet with mm-hmm. um, that helps me with my business and, and way further along in, in understanding things in my business. And and they, you know, uh, bring me up to that next level. So,
2: yeah, I mean, that's you have to invest in yourself and you have to, you know, and and I think. Uh, and this is from from the financial planner side of me, but be kind to yourself. Don't you know? Don't beat yourself up for not knowing everything because you're not supposed to. Just be kind to yourself. Sit, you know. Write down the questions. Find the right person to ask, and 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 keep digging until you get an answer, or find somebody who can uh, just take over that responsibility for you. Um. But you know. I, All of um, all of the is at least the tax planning and and financial planning aspects, I believe, of business and in life, you know, there's an answer for all of it. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of of really doing some soul searching. And most of the time I feel like that's most productive with another person. So that's the reason for hiring planners and, and business coaches and bookkeepers. And it's just to have a sounding board, to have somebody who's already been through it or um, is, is is willing to uh, to share their, their knowledge with you. Um, you know, it's there, there's a whole bunch of people in the world that I feel like are, are willing to support the of small businesses. And it's just a matter of knowing when to, to add them in. Totally. Well, is there anything we're leaving out here, Sheila, that needs addressed? Hmm. I don't think so. Like I said, I mean, my main reason for I th- just, you yeah, know, I, I reached out to Paul and said, Paul, please tell your audience <laughs> that they need to check in their state. So I'm going to give you the rundown, the, the, the 30 second rundown. Most states have a business personal property tax. It is usually not very difficult to navigate as long as you are willing to go to your Department of Revenue, Department of Taxation, or your county assessor's office and say, hey, do we have a business personal property tax? How do I find the form? When is it due? And, and file it. Um, if not, then if you're with, you know, somebody like me or Megan or Joey, uh, just, you know, let them know that you need a um to see if you you owe that um and megan and joey would be able to help you or your bookkeeper would be able to help you with um to getting that asset listing together and that's what you need you need good records and you need to know whether it's your responsibility to file that form every year so that's just like my my 30 second recap i think
0: i might have. i appreciate it How, how can people uh connect with you sheila
2: um, well, for right now, um, I guess Paul. I think last time you put a a link down there to my scheduler. Um, mm. I am, Megan and I both are implementing great new technology, <laughs> so our Good. systems are, are are moving together. So in the middle of that, I was like, "Well, my new technology is going to replace the website too." So um, my website is still not up. Everything should be up by December first. But nice. you can also email me. You can email me at SC, like South Carolina, ReliableTax at gmail.com. And I will send you that link and you can schedule a, a consultation with me and we can see if uh, if it's a good thing for us to work together.
0: Sounds good. Well, as always, Sheila, I appreciate uh, your time and, and and helping our community out.
2: Well, I, um, I appreciate your time as well. And uh, good luck. And I'll be talking with you and Megan a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to those joint meetings.
0: Totally. Me too.
2: All right. Will you take care of yourself?
0: You too. Thanks, Sheila. I hope that was a lot of value to you. And I want to just reiterate how important it is to make sure that you hire professionals for your bookkeeping, for your tax planning, and for your business operations, the the financial components, because there are way too many variables for me to explain as your podcast host. I feel a huge responsibility to make sure that you understand it's different if you're a sole proprietor of how you pay yourself your owner's draw versus if you have a different business entity and you have to pay yourself a salary as an employee of the business. And Then you add to that, our audience is in not just the United States and all the different tax implications there are amongst the different states, but then we also have listeners in different countries that have different uh, ways of doing all of these things. And so I can't keep my uh, attention on all of those intricacies. That's why I just put out generalized principles like make sure you're paying yourself as the owner of the company a set amount each month, because if you need to replace you, you need to, you need to make sure the business is making enough money that you can replace you. And, and, and there's all these other reasons why I say do something like that, but the actual walking that out has different tag, uh, different practical implications based on how your business is legally set up. And, you know, just as a disclaimer, I, I don't have, you want to hire a professional to teach you all that stuff. I could give you a little, generalized thing here or there, but you want to talk to a professional say, hey, I'm set up as a sole proprietor. How do I pay myself as the owner? And they'll, they'll say, boom, 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 boom. There you go. That's the proper way to do it. So you're not double paying taxes on something or screwing something up or getting a penalty or a fine or all this stuff can happen if you don't do it right. Or you say, hey, I, I'm set up as this business entity. What's the proper way of handling this? How do I pay myself? And they might say, oh, in that situation, you, know, you got to set yourself up as basically an employee and blah, 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 blah. They'll set all of that up. And so get pros in your court. i mentioned roll by ADP. The ADP is like the biggest, you know, I think they're the biggest uh, uh, payroll company in America. They have an incredible app. It's called roll by ADP. They know all the legalities. They'll, they'll get you set up as you give them your information. Of course, my financial team, I've openly shared with you guys with Megan and Joey Coberly and uh, Sheila Chaplin, and, and, and maybe you have somebody in your local area that you know, like, and trust. Just get professionals, guys. Don't lean on, oh, I heard somebody on this podcast say that. And I'm, when, you get, when it gets to the financial side of your business, I, I urge you to invest in pros who will look under the hood of your business and make sure you're doing things the right way with all of the um, techs things and, and the, um, uh, payroll and all of those things. You don't want to make a mistake with any of that. And so I want to, as your friend and as the host of this podcast, implore you to make sure you are hiring professionals, um, that will have a, a healthy set of eyes, making sure you're dotting your I's, crossing your T's. So how's that for a nice little legal disclaimer, Mr. Producer, two thumbs up. Thank you. I just, uh, I hope I am clear because There's a lot of moving parts and there's experts out there who keep track of all that stuff. Like my bookkeepers, Megan and Joey and and Sheila, my tax planner, and I don't have to be stressed out worrying about it because I know that they're looking at all my stuff and they can guide me in the uh, best direction. And you want people like that in your court um, for your business. It just helps us sleep better at night and we want our businesses to be running efficiently, effectively nice and organized and uh you know be on our way to success so good two thumbs up marty i'll take it (laughs) i'll take it thanks for listening guys i know uh some of these conversations around money and taxes and all of that isn't um as fun and sexy as talking about you know lawnmowers and tractors and things of that nature but this is the important uh just as important in, in the business that we're knocking this side of the things out of the park as well um so Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Smash that follow button. Hope to catch you on the next episode. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the price increase letter template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the price increase letter template today